Good evening. So I'm really happy to invite you uh, over to the webinar today. And we have some very exciting talk for you. Uh, today, design is being talked about from the viewpoint of a craft, which also is a product. It also delves into art and architecture. So JS Institute of Design welcomes all our friends here on Discover Design. Discover Design is a webinar series which introduces and explains a lot of aspects of design to you. We have been talking a lot about interior design, uh, elements within interior design, experts who deal with different kinds of interiors, uh, and we have exposed you to the, the amalgamation of uh, products, space design, fabrics in the interior and have given you perspective of what is happening in the interior space these days. Today we have with us um, Priyanka Narula, who's going to expose us to the application of Wicker in art, architecture and product design. So welcome once again. My name is Nancy Yao and I head the design at JS Institute of Design where we run programs in mainly interiors at this point of time. Our speaker, Priyanka Narula, is the founder of Wicker Story. Of course, I have a long introduction about her and I do want you to hear it very carefully. So architect Priyanka Narula is the founder of Wicker Story. It's a multi-layered product line studio for bespoke solutions in lighting, furniture, installation, and products in woven cane, and hence the name Wicker Story. So this is the, the Wicker Story. Uh, it is also a part of Prelab Design Studio, uh, which is a multidisciplinary design studio covering the scope of architecture, interior design, and product design. Priyanka Narula is a founder and partner and uh, is a qualified architecture, has pursued her master's degree in advanced architecture from IAAC Barcelona. The studio is now seven years old and, uh, and I hear a lot about what they are attempting to do. And what I know is that they've constantly been pushing the play of tectonics in scales of both architecture and interiors. I am sure Priyanka is going to explain further what that means while showing her work. She's explored, um, uh, there's been a lot of exploration of digital technologies like 3D printing, parametric design in their practice for seven years. They've looked for inspiration in the indigenous craft of wicker weaving and have come up with very innovative um, craft products, installations, and uh, they've been exciting to behold. And I myself have personally seen some of these uh, being exhibited and displayed uh, in many parts of the country, but I have seen it in Delhi. The project took an unexpected turn from making one of art installation to an exploratory journey. And this is what we are going to present to you, the journey of Priyanka Narula in the Wicker story. So welcome Priyanka, really happy to have you here. Uh, our series has been very successful in persuading many of our youngsters in this field to come and share their work with our participants in the hope that we will encourage them to explore many of these areas. Uh, before we go on to, uh, before I hand over the stage to Priyanka, uh, I'd like to remind all our participants to put in their questions and answers, uh, questions in the question answer box, and we will take it up uh, once our webinar is at the end. Priyanka is ready to answer a lot of the details that you might want to know. So welcome Priyanka. And we will begin with, let me begin with uh, asking you to talk a little bit about yourself, your journey into the Wicker story. And as we go along, I'll have a lot of questions for you. So go ahead. Absolutely, ma'am. 
Thank you, ma'am. So, so um, firstly, thank you, JS Institute of Design, for having me here, and then, ma'am, for giving me this opportunity. I'm really thrilled, excited to be here. So, uh, if you would have heard the uh, the little description about uh, me and about uh, my company, the Wicker Story. What you would realize is that our journey started from uh, uh, us being as architects, me and my partner, both of us. We first architects and uh, during the process, we worked in uh, Audeville Earth Institute and, you know, worked on hardcore sustainability from worked at morphogenesis and worked on commercial sustainable projects. And um, in the future, like afterwards, we went to IAC Barcelona to pursue uh, a degree in advanced um, architecture. And today here we are uh, running uh, our architecture design studio called Prelab Design Studio. And uh, um, currently one of our star projects is uh, the Wicker Story. So I'll take you through the entire journey into uh, what we do. Uh, next slide, please. So um, this sentence is something what I really believe in, that life comes full circle. And this sentence helps me in foring into different varied forms of experiences in life, in work, and uh, helps me not be scared of uh, exploring what is new out there. So uh, this is the sentence, this feeling that life comes full circle, nothing goes for waste, is what has uh, helped me ground to uh, my work ethics and to the idea of discovering new products and new designs. Uh, one of the crucial moments in my life was when I was in Audubon Arts Institute and working on these uh, architecture projects where uh, sustainability was explored at the level of community, at the level of material, the importance of material in the entire work process in bringing a community together to build houses and material being the center stage of uh, what we do and why we do. And that became, that is something that took me forward into the direction of today. Mm -hmm. Over the years working on architecture, interiors and products, we have come to realize that design is a potent tool to sort of shape us as human beings, to shape communities and bring in the change that we desire from a society. So design makes us mere mortals capable of doing that. Right, and before we proceed ahead, let's have a poll question for our participants. Lovely. Um, as we put forward, we go ahead with the poll question. I'm sure Priyanka would have something to say about it once the answers come in. So do you believe that parametric design can be integrated with sustainable design to create smarter spaces? So all our participants, yes, something to think about, but please go ahead and answer what you think is the most appropriate one. Okay, perhaps I would like to explain a bit about what this means. Parametric design is um, uh, the intent of design with the response of design to the response of design brief, considering all the parameters that are required to create the expression. So which means that you have been offered a lot of uh, a, a lot of parameters from which to work on and your intent would be to fulfill um, a design brief through your response. So what do you believe that? So it can be integrated. That's almost like saying almost everybody has said that. Um, and, uh, and then to apply it to sustainable design. Well, I would like to know from you, Priyanka, what do you think? Is this where you concentrated on when you were working on your design? Did it mean something to you in your applications? So uh, parametric design is what we were learning through our education in IAC Barcelona. 
Um, at IAC, we were talking about uh, uh, working on complex geometry and using complex softwares to work on parametric design. Um, uh, we spoke and learned about uh, new age technologies in 3D printing, in robotic manufacturing, in laser cutting to make those complex uh, uh, designs realize in your day-to-day -day practices even introducing sensors and augmented reality to your work. So now, as much as this whole process was exciting, uh, there was a lot of conflict within because I came from a background where during my uh, education days, I was very idealistic and romantic about the idea of sustainability and how sustainability should be very grassroots, it should be very vernacular and um, like, it was always about finding solutions from the past. So uh, the masters was, it presented a challenge that yes, future is important. We can't deny it today, but um, should we leave behind the wisdom from the past or is there a middle ground to both? Because yes, one has to dwell in the future. So lots of challenges, lots of learning and that's when we came back to India, uh, started our architecture practices. We did um, an area of architecture and interior projects in the last uh, seven years of our design practice. Um, in the midst of all of that, uh, we tried exploring and uh, experimenting on uh, um, a product line, which was a 3D printed uh, uh, jewelry series and realize that yes, it is innovation in form of uh, manufacturing, but then how do I interpret it as an architect and as an interior design? Uh, next slide, please, Tarika. Uh, so the 3D printed series we developed in 2016. Um, though uh, it, ga it gained good response, but I think by the end of the day, we are architects and interior designers, and we are looking at scalability. Next slide, please. Uh, so this was an inter a sensor-based installation we did for TEDx Hyderabad, where uh, sensors were introduced into design to explore interaction between uh, human presence, human emo emotion with uh, um, an installation and product. So this journey of doing varied things is where finally we have landed to uh, the Wicker story, uh, which has begun to define our present. Um, all through the years, we were talking about the future and um, we were conflicted because India is a country of craft. It is a country of skill. So India stands at the dilemma where um, should it follow the trends from US and US uh, from US and UK, or should it develop it all its own trends uh, and take forward the craftsmen and the technologies, the vernacular technologies, in the direction of the future? So, Wicker Story came into being when uh, we sat down with some of the weavers for a product design we were doing for an art uh, installation, and to us surprise it was a discovery when we realized how we wanted our weavers to make a complex design and a weaver simply managed to modulate and mold his skill to our design requirements so currently as Vicar story we design and manufacture handcrafted luxury products and rattan weaving our uh, vision of sustainable living transcends into design and we hope that we we are able to bring in our research over the years to define what future of a craft means. Um, before we move on, and before the poll question, so just hold on, Tarika. Uh, a question for you, Priyanka. What does Wicker really mean? Uh, I, I have heard a lot about the Wicker work from Kashmir. Is it a technique? Is it a material? And can it be used commonly for a lot of uh, a basketry work done in any part of the country or the world. If you could just give a little background to that, please. So the word wicker means uh, weaving. Now weaving could, could be in different forms of grasses 
it could be uh, weaving in um, you know you could weave wood you could weave bamboo you could weave, weave rattan so uh, there are different materials to explore out here and uh, uh, through our process and discovery of the material, we realized that across the country, there are small villages, uh, engaged villages and tribes who have been engaged since many years into manufacturing products for their everyday lives. Mm -hmm. So, uh, like the, this whole discovery has been quite exciting, especially uh, when we were working on our production for an order and uh, the neighborhood women, they came down to our workshop, they sat with us and they started weaving and we were surprised, how did that happen? And then we realized that these women all their life had woven baskets for sieving rice. Uh, and India is, it's not uh, something new to India. It's been there traditionally since many, many years now. That's exciting to know. It's a very simple craft, which is in your locality, has been made into some new forms and we will wait to see what is that. Meantime, let's see what the poll question is. Okay, since uh, a lot of your work is related to sustainability, uh, perhaps we'd, we'd be very happy to hear what your questions or what your definitions of sustainability are. But to our participants, let's hear what you decide. Using eco-friendly biodegradable materials, minimizing the indoor air pollution by adding plants, using non-toxic and hazard retardants as finishes, and all of the above. Okay, and let's see what of them say. Okay, um, so we do have participants who have really decided that all these three things could add on and perhaps even more. What do you feel, Priyanka? Uh, sustainability is a holistic view. It is uh, about material consumption. It is about the way of material consumption. Um, uh, how a product is produced, what is the life cycle of a product, uh, what is the impact of its um, manufacturing process on the community it is embedded in. So um, sustainability cannot be one of point uh, which is ticked off a list. It has to be a 360 degree vision. And that is what brings in true sustainability if uh, that's what we achieve. Great. So uh, with Wikistory, uh, though we talk about design innovation through um, complex geometry using con computational design softwares, um, you know, in a design process, but we are always trying to simplify our designs for the weavers where the entire manufacturing process is hand-woven and hand-done. So sustainability is one of the topmost criteria of a product, not just in terms of material sourcing, uh, but also in terms of what the product represents to a client, which is uh, basically conscious living uh, for them. Okay. So I would like to start here with uh, a couple of our uh, products uh, that we did. So the first product that came into being when in fact Wicker Story was not even uh, envisioned was this product called Imbli. Um, we were supposed to design an art installation for Maker Fair Hyderabad in 2018. And um, when we were trying to design something for people, we wanted to work on the idea of nostalgia and uh, trying to approach nostalgia from different um, angles. We thought the Imli pod is something which is nostalgic to all of us through food from our moms, through uh, these Imli children that we would get outside college and a lot of childhood memory associated with Imli. So we really wanted to celebrate the idea of Imli here. Now, when we got down to looking for materials for manufacturing, um, what stuck 
focus is that cane has been an age old material in most of our households so what i believe that all our grandparents house definitely has one or two cane chairs which has been lying around for let's say 15 20 years in their homes and it's still there so uh, having explored the material further and having uh, uh, explored uh, craftsman's capabilities further we realized uh, that the idea of imli as a pot this shape could be superimposed with wicker as a crafting Mm-hmm. now this product uh, was a discovery to us from multiple reasons one uh, that uh, the whole product has a metal frame inside like a very thin metal frame out of 6mm uh, metal rods and on top of that there is this skin that has been woven so i like to call this system as a, a skeleton and skin system so what that does that it minimizes on the material that is used in a material which means there is material optimization now it is extremely strong extremely lightweight and um uh so um okay i'm really sorry here yeah. so, so yes so the product is extremely lightweight so when we realized that uh, the application of the material is not only just for a furniture but the applications could go further and wider into doing large scale art, art installations into doing wall panels and ceiling systems so mm-hmm. that was the starting point of us uh, envisioning what wicker story would be like so it was this product that led us further into our journey so here's a little about themely uh, bench Uh, next slide, please, Tarika. So, just a few more uh, images and details of Imli. So, what one thing that you will realize in the Imli bench is that uh, because it's a handwoven process, my entire product is a jointless and seamless system. So, having done complex geometry for other projects in the past. Uh, where we were working with mdf we were working with wood or stone for such solutions we realized that we do not have to abide by a 4 feet by 8 feet plywood sheet we do not have limitations in terms of scale and size because the uh, potential in terms of design depends in the hands of a weaver and uh, weaving is something like weaving and wicker you can relate it to weaving in fabric which is which means you could uh, have a seamless solution that could go on to 20 30 40 feet long without to ha- without having to worry about joints in your system so uh, the next product we have is uh, lifafa chair now we fortunately won uh, edida furniture designer of the year award for uh, the lifafa chair last year 2019 and uh, again uh, here we wanted to explore uh, nostalgia in a product and uh, to me nostalgia was when relatives would come home and uh, they would always uh, hand me over uh, an, an envelope of money you know while leaving so i would always every saturday and sunday i would dream of family members coming home so that is what i wanted to celebrate that idea that uh, memory from my childhood and that's what this this product encapsulates so uh, yes here's a little more about lifafa mm-hmm. um so one thing interesting about the product is that though it's got a beautiful form and it's seamless in a lot of ways but the back which is uh, which supports like it's uh, extremely ergonomic because it's got the back support and the back support turns around to be your hand support so, so i just have a question for you priyanka i saw that both your products your past two products um which probably began your journey into the wicker story but really uh, an emotional journey it's a journey about your memories and nostalgia or nostalgia about your childhood your past or you know the the your surroundings of having the imli trees around you sucking on those imlis as a as a school uh, at the school level now when i see these 
did you think you really were able to uh, go deep inside you and bring out these emotions and feelings and hence you thought these products really turned out very well they turned out very original because of that and would you always advise the uh, young designers to uh, use that pathway also as a as a design process so uh, that's a very interesting question ma'am because uh, um while we when we were designing these products we were not designing it for a product line we were designing it uh, more like art pieces especially the imli piece it was meant to be piece which was the purpose was to instigate nostalgia in people now an interesting thing that we've seen when we take our pieces um, to exhibitions is when people come to our exhibitions especially um older people senior people and the way they react to the products emotionally so which to us was a great experience and that gave us the confidence in the work that we were doing at and that's when uh, wicker story came into existence so uh, a product which can tickle a certain idea a certain memory in a customer is a product that they would never forget and that is what leads to the um, to actually building the real brand value it it is so i agree with you i think you have you have put the right step forward okay let's what uh, let's hear about topology yes so um, coming back to the whole idea of um, complex geometry uh we were inspired by uh, the likes of um, joseph walsh um, zaha hadid franco gerry uh, so our our influences over the past have been from different uh, architects product designers who have worked on complex geometry in their design and done phenomenally well um so we were always trying to look for an indian solution for uh, such design typologies and that is what wicker gave us now wicker if you see this as a material has a lot of fluidity and a lot of movement in designs in in its uh, construction in its manufacturing and because uh, it is done by hand a weaver has his intuition to apply onto a product to be able to manufacture such complex shapes which can move around in complex directions so uh, that is for us a weaver skill and this vision of design came together in uh, topology where we envision um, really large scale uh, installations uh, for ceilings and walls as solution uh, the good thing is about this as a product product is that it can be a jointless and seamless solution secondly as i said earlier that because it is a skeleton and skin system this system is extremely lightweight mm -hmm. so for while you are doing a large scale installation uh, for your walls and ceilings uh, you do not have to worry at any point about the weight of installation so there is no additional structural system required to hang your wall fittings or your ceiling things uh can i have the next slide please yeah so this is um one of the other views for the topology uh, so it could be used as an art piece it could be used as a small seating installation in a large lobby but the same product can also be envisioned as a ceiling and wall system that can turn around to be a integrated system uh, to be for sitting as well uh here is another product called intimacy uh it is a 6 feet tall uh, wicker woven lamp and uh, this again we did for an exhibition last year um, uh, by the name intimaterial and this was our interpretation on the idea of intimacy uh next slide please uh, next slide Uh, next slide tarika okay. um can you go back one slide so uh i wanted to speak a little about this image on the left hand side where 
you can actually see that once the product is lit from inside, the framework actually shows. Mm -hmm. The of the product is that yes, there's a skin, but the framework is equally important in what contributes to the aesthetics of the product. Uh, next slide, please. So um, this as a project, this is, um, we, we did the interior design for a store by the name uh, Exotic Blooming Teas in uh, Hyderabad. And um, because it was our own project, we actually got the opportunity to uh, sort of apply it in an interior setting at the largest scale. So the wall that you see here is a 11 feet height by 21 feet long uh, wicker wall um, to offset uh, a strong materiality like wicker. We uh, offset it with um, a natural color and a natural material palette where we used concrete, we used natural teak wood against, um, against the wicker. Now, conceptually, uh, we wanted to encapsulate the tranquility of a, a cup of tea uh, in a design element. Uh, so we looked towards these Japanese gardens where um, it, it's a combination of uh, stones and fluidic lines which represent water. So we wanted to represent that in terms of uh, the wicker uh, wall that we're doing. So you see the evolution of how the wicker wall came into being. Next slide, please. So if you see on the top, like we place these circular panels sort of to explain uh, what types of teas uh, that were available in the tea store. And these wicker panels represented water lines uh, which moved around these rocks. So some more images of the uh, wicker wall. Mm -hmm. Another, uh, this is a product uh, called Ivy and um, this product, uh, we were fortunate uh, this year to be a part of uh, Design by Design 20 under 35. So we were invited by them to uh, participate in the exhibition this year. And um, uh, we were given a space which was a 12 feet high wall. So again, uh, our agenda here was to express material and its potential. Uh, so we worked on the idea of ivy as a product that creeped and went against a wall. Um, so what you see here is actually a 12 feet long, uh, four feet wide and nine inches from the wall. That's the proportion of an installation. So through this journey of all the products, you will see that Wicker provides you a more um, experimental, lightweight, sustainable, yet economical solution for creative solutions for, for your large scale requirements of let's say double height walls of um, larger than life atriums in let's say hotels and lobbies for your uh, double height staircase spaces. So that is where the material and its potential comes into play. So if you see the uh, level of complexity which we've been able to achieve with Vicar in this particular installation. Uh, just a question here, Priyanka. Uh, would you like to sort of share with the participants what was the thought process behind uh, this particular installation? You have many elements which flow across the, 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 the floor. And uh, does it mean, what does it mean? How are they related to each other? Uh, so for me, when I look at wicker as a material, to me, wicker means fluidity. Okay. Um, fluidity in the process, in the lines that make or compose a product. And material sort of inspired us to work on the idea of ivy, which is like, uh, it's, it's, a, it's basically a creeper that grows and grows and grows. So the idea was to work on a product which could be module based where you could increase or decrease the models modules as per space and design requirement and that's why the name ivy that's why this particular product um it was the material was my inspiration here basically very interesting yeah please go ahead 
so um so one thing i really enjoy doing in my process is to uh look at my cultural heritage and look at what culture has to offer uh to me and um so i am an north indian i'm mar- and i'm married to a south indian and something that really captured my interest uh, while living in south india was this idea of making a muggu which is also called rangoli north india so people here make muggus every morning right outside the doors with uh, rice powder and uh, you know other material now muggu represents an auspicious entry into your home and um, there are scientific reasons to it but i think uh uh that that as an idea is something i always wanted to translate into a product and design so uh next slide please tarika so uh this was an art installation i did again for uh, make a fair uh, last year where we envisioned a 23 feet by 23 feet by um 12 feet in height this installation um at the entry of uh, make a fair uh it was simple it was a straight idea for us that it should be a mugu and we need to interpret mugu in a present context so the design lines and vocabulary could be something which relates to an international quality of design but at the same time it has to be very local it has to speak about who we are as people so uh, on the left hand side you've got uh, mugu from top view uh, it provided an interesting pavilion for people to sit and to play around while uh, celebrating the idea of culture uh, next slide so um um currently we are exploring uh, the following categories in our work uh, we have a range of products which are based around uh, wicker uh, in integration with metal and wood uh, secondly uh, a most groundbreaking product are these surfaces which will sort of help us and other interior designers and architects transcend into creating interesting spaces in natural sustainable materials and secondly art installation and lastly art installations which are which speak about this larger than life vision in terms of scale in terms of size um i think our goal is to scale up product product design to interior design to let's say in the future architecture but um, right now i think uh, it's a beautiful space where we are right now um so i'll quickly run you past a collection of our latest works uh this is a bloom bench where uh, we wanted to translate a simple straightforward uh, bench into something more organic that could speak about material about wicker and its potential so the flower or the blooming end became the side table for people sitting on the bench uh this is another installation we are doing for our clients here in hyderabad um the installation you can see uh in 3d but also in manufacturing above top left corner uh another application that where people find uh, wicker work plausible in interior spaces is where uh, they would like to have boho themes boho inspired themes for the interior spaces so though these products could be traditional but they add a sense of lightness a sense of naturalness to your uh, um, beach themed uh, spaces uh these two are again custom made products um, which we did for our uh, clients here in hyderabad again fluidity if you see is a very important element of a design and uh, with fluidity comes complexity and uh, wicker sort of has helped us flow through the journey 
these are some wall decor pieces um, again for a beach themed uh, restaurant Uh, here are two product images. Uh, on the left-hand side, you'll see these three feet by three feet um, uh, in proportion uh, light pieces that were made for a double height, uh, eight, uh, double height staircase space. And on the right-hand side, uh, the light pieces are placed at the entry of a house. So each leaf piece is six feet in length. So scalability, is a potential in the material, but also in terms of customization as a product as per a space needs. Uh, here are some more products for a beach house uh, where um, thematically we've explored the idea of sea waves and boulders and rocks um, in some design options for one of the clients. Um, so we have recently ventured into uh, traditional forms of uh, weaving, which is via the means of chatais for our clients. And uh, it's been an interesting journey to dwell into what, what culturally, how uh, these interesting chatais were made. So their applications have varied from applying these chatais to an existing furniture piece, or uh, creating wall panels where one or two or three different types of chatais could be used in combination permutation for uh, wall application for space divider partition application. So um, that's really interesting. Um, before I take you to all the questions asked by our participants, let me, I wanted to understand one thing. Would you be able to replicate these in numbers, you know, especially since the, you know, the undulating forms, um, which for one of a kind is fine, you know, your, your weavers would be able to be guided through the kind of undulations that you want. But if you were to replicate it five times, 10 times or 10 such pieces, would you have a standard by which they understand what you want and are able to replicate it as you as is so 10 of a kind or 20 of a kind is that possible uh yes absolutely it is possible um uh, our process is sort of um because since we work on complex geometry mm -hmm. uh, the translation of uh, complex that information from your computer to mm -hmm. weaver is a digitized process so the, the uh, method of manufacturing is extremely precise when it comes to making these products. Right. So replicability and replicating something um, similar in terms of size proportion from one, one product to the other is actually where uh, this whole digital process has helped us in terms of connecting and working with the weaver. Okay. So uh, Priyanka, just be ready for a lot of questions. There are many questions already lined up and uh, I'm very sure people are not only curious about what the, how, uh, how have you put this together? They are, they are curious about the material, the techniques, and uh, of course they're, they're really happy to hear your vision and your philosophy about this material. So are we ready for the question and answers? Yes. Okay. Um, so the first question is, is there a particular quality of raw material required for the structural strength in your uh, large installations? Um, that's actually a very interesting technical question. Um, so we use two kinds of frameworks for our wicker work. One is we use um, uh, mild steel MS and uh, the other we use natural cane. Now the difference between the two is that um, uh, natural cane is easy to bend, easy to mold. Uh, it makes our products um, much more lighter as compared to when working in metal and making the framework. But uh, 
Uh, so when uh, the application of a product is on walls, on ceilings, and on lighting and other products, uh, we use a natural framework to reduce the weight and also to reduce the product cost to make it more economical and viable for for the clients. Uh, but when it comes to uh, furniture pieces, their strength and life of a product is of utmost importance. Mm-hmm. So there, the framework that we work on is um, is actually uh, metal. So uh, we pick and choose uh, the quality, the type of framework based upon the application and use from the client brief and also from the budget. Okay, thank you. I'm sure there are many more aspects rather than just this. Uh, well, question, one question from Pratap. What is the purpose of intimacy? You know, the I think it was your lamps, which was called intimacy. Yes. Um, would you, I think you'd like to explain that? Uh, so we did it for an exhibition in 2019, October of 2019 for an exhibition in New Delhi, which was named Intimaterial. And uh, um, being one of the special exhibits, we were given the theme of exploring intimacy in our product. And for us, um, and how do we combine intimacy with fluidity in design? So mm. we took inspiration from Ying and Yang, and we sort of combined the two. Uh, so if you also uh, two into that one product. So when you see the product from two different directions, there are two different forms and shapes. Mm-hmm. So that is what defined intimacy. So I hope Pratap that, uh, that explains what this intimacy form was all about. Um, a question from Sneha. Do you think wicker can also be used as exterior aesthetics in buildings? Um, so that is again a good question. Um, natural wicker, um, as I said, it's a natural material. Uh, it has a tendency to absorb water. It has a tendency to be affected by direct sunlight. So natural wicker as a product cannot be applicable for direct exterior applications. So what we are trying to work on right now also for our own architecture explorations and architecture projects is to work on composites or systems where uh, wicker could be a substructure or sub framing for a concrete or um, another exterior quality material so the final resultant product would be something that survives in the exteriors but uh, and the wicker is used in a very indirect way maybe as a form work or as a sub layer to form uh, to give it additional structural stability so um, no wicker cannot be used directly uh, for exterior purposes but yes the idea needs to be explored and innovated further Right. And are you planning to explore that as well? Uh, yes, absolutely. That yeah. is where we started. That is why we as architects, mm-hmm. we started the project where we feel that the, the product has a long way to go, not just as a product, but also as an architectural element. Great. Uh, I'm very sure um, uh, you are going to go ahead and we hope to see you once again when something is worked out for the exteriors. Um, okay, a question from Rahul. Uh, these products which are designed by you have natural color of rattan. Keeping in mind the themes of the interiors, is it possible to play with colors or shades of the products? So um, to answer that, uh, color has been a very integral part of mm-hmm traditional wicket, uh, wicker work and basketry all across all across the world rather. Uh, if you see uh, South American basketry, they actually have a wide array of natural colors. I'm not talking about synthetic colors, but natural colors that they've been using since, since uh, many years into their products. So the reason you don't see any color in our product line right now is that we are still smitten by the very basic idea of wicker and its potential in terms of forms and shapes. And we did not want to bring in color and break that uh, expression as yet. 
in future we do plan to bring in color and uh, shades and gradations in our product line and maybe even integrating different kinds of materials like uh, leather or let's say wood or bamboo into our uh, you know into our structure of for wicker weaving uh, but i think we just tried being uh, true to our ambition here and stayed away from color until recently okay so that's going to be another pathway you probably might like to look at um i have questions similar questions from apurva and ayushi i do know of them as budding interior designers they are very concerned about the material which is the whichever is the material for the wicker work how much life do these products have if they are exposed to a lot of water and what about dust collection and humidity is it a problem for larger installations so i'll first deal with the problem of water here mm -hmm. so wicker is a natural material and um, in indoor spaces um, people have not faced or we have not faced any issues with wicker absorbing absorbing water and uh, uh degrading degrading but once kept in outdoor spaces where the water exposure is higher wicker has a chance to rot and it has a chance to develop fungus so this mm -hmm. is uh, uh this is a problem with natural wicker yes one can use plastic wicker to substitute natural wicker uh but natural wicker is essentially an indoor material uh i would like to now come to the second part of your question here in terms of the maintenance so uh, all our products are usually coated with the um, high quality uh, matte pu as a final layer there are other kinds of coatings that could be applied to a wicker surface so that further protects it from being slightly more repellent to water and being repellent to uh, dust but what that does is that it also makes it easy to clean a wicker surface so you could just use a wet cloth and clean it off um yeah so that is uh, what it is to maintain your wicker surfaces um so last part of the question which spoke about the life of wicker like how long does wicker stay now i would like to say that wicker as a material comes in different qualities and uh, it comes from different parts of the country different parts of the world so different qualities are available in india uh, to my surprise the topmost quality that i get to work with comes from assam and the material is processed in bareilly so when somebody says that their their product is made in from the bareilly wala mal uh, the product really has a good life uh, we have had people who have had um, wicker furniture that has survived them 15 20 years now interesting part of all these wicker furniture is that it is a framework based furniture so to revive a product um, either you paint over your wicker and give it a new life as a colored product or you could um, remove the older weaving and get it rewoven and it's as good as a brand new product um i think there is a lot of interest in the material itself and the method so a question from dhananjay is about the forms every material has its limits with respect to form exploration that's interesting so what kind of forms are the limiting factor to this material so um uh one thing that we realized is that that does not look good or does not work well with wicker is forms with abrupt edges or abrupt nodes mm -hmm. so if your product has smooth lines if your design has smooth lines um and smoother transition from one part of the design to the other it's very easy to apply wicker while at the same time if let's say there is a sudden bend or a kink in the design uh, that is where the wicker starts to open up and the finesse of the workmanship uh, sort of breaks that's interesting i am very sure 
Priyanka people are now very intrigued by this technique and this material. Uh, so some more question on the technique. Uh, so Shreya has a question. How do you manufacture the skeletons of these products? I, I guess she means how do you plan, devise the skeleton and manufacture it? So what is the procedure from designing to manufacturing these products using the computational design softwares? Do you use softwares for that? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, the strategy is pretty simple here that uh, we design um, a product in three-dimensional. Mm -hmm. Then we divide the product into 2D planar curves. So it's two-dimensional. We divide it into two-dimensional parts. Each two-dimensional part is converted into a drawing and given to our weaver. The weaver bends the frame, molds the frame. And then from these 2D individual elements, it's assembled into a larger 3D object. Once this 3D, 3D object is manufactured and comes into being, it is given to a weaver and then the weaver um, molds and works his way through that particular shape. So um, it is simple and straightforward, but I think it is required a training mutually between the weavers and me. So my weavers have trained me and I have trained my weavers over the years to uh, come to the point where um, there is finesse of craftsmanship and then there's quality of design at the same time. Thank you. I think that's going to remind all the budding designers to not to uh, not ignore your design process and working along to improve the fluidity or to improve your form uh, form generation. I'm sure all that works and is always going to be helpful. Um, there's also a question about what other materials can be part of fluidity as an alternative to wicker? Have you tried out any other material? Uh, so uh, I've not yet tried out any other material. Uh, the reason is I'm still smitten with my basic material and I did not want that to be adulterated by any other process coming into, the, into being. But uh, wicker, um, the rattan, basically the rattan as a raw material that we use, uh, that comes in different thicknesses of 2mm, 3mm, 4mm, 5mm. And uh, we use different kinds of material thicknesses to weave and to interweave into uh, the product. Mm -hmm. So what we foresee in terms of material uh, integration in the future is let's say recycled plastic polythene waste, making strands out of it and interweaving it in our products. Um, um, now, leather again is an interesting product because leather strands uh, are easily available in the market. Mm -hmm. So imagine replacing natural rattan with these leather strands and weaving and creating a product. So any product any material that is available in rolls and thinner cross-section is something that can be woven into the product. So um, the opportunities here, I think, are endless. That's very generous of you to share so much of insight into not only what you have done so far, but what you plan to do. And that's, a, that's going to be very encouraging for people, for designers who want to try out all the material. Um, Harish has a question. So Sneha, I hope you were able to get some answer from what Priyanka has responded. Uh, Harish has a question on what are you going to, what, what are you doing to give back to nature as much as it is used? Uh, okay, it, I guess the question is about what are you going to do to give back to nature since you are using a lot of natural material. Um, would you be able to share with us anything that you could be doing? Uh, so I think what the question tends to ask is um, how do I tackle the sustainability or the loss of material that right. has been consumed in the product? Now, um, one good thing about using bamboo or rattan is that um, uh, they have a very uh, uh, short growth period. Mm -hmm. which means really, really fast. 
so the material in itself is renewable far much more renewable let's say if you were to compare to the life cycle um, of a tree of wood mm-hmm. and um, so i mean it's an appropriate question but um, i think uh, my process relies on the sustainability and quick renewability of the raw material that we consume so till date we have not dwelled into the uh, uh, the material sourcing part of our uh, product line uh, but again at the same time our consumption is not that high our impact is not that big uh, but yes i mean it does get us thinking it does get us thinking of the process of material where it starts to where it ends and how is it replenished right and finally here there's a personal question what inspired you to be an architect priyanka would you like to share that yes i think that's a very interesting question i i keep questioning myself about it uh i never knew i wanted to be an architect really but i knew what quality of life i wanted to have mm-hmm. somewhere i knew i did not want to be an engineer i want i knew i wanted to be an a creative individual i knew i wanted to make a change i wanted to make a difference so these are the things i knew in life and um, architect architecture happened by chance life happened by chance i think it was given to me and that's when i discovered like i got into architecture and that's when i realized that um yes this was meant to be that's wonderful i think um as it is you have shared a very personal journey into the vicar story uh and thank you for that um finally i still want to know what are your future directions with the vicar story and otherwise in your creative work um so uh, with vicar story there's one statement we're trying to make is uh, that one material has so much potential to explore within itself that that can be a direction and application from uh, scales as small as a product to scales at large as large as architecture mm-hmm. and our uh, conclusive vision would be where we are able to translate this craftsmanship from products as a scale to large scale interior installations large scale in- interior spaces and from there actually building walls and building making buildings and systems which are customizable they are organic uh, and they use this whole craft as a backbone to take that manufacturing forward so that is our long term goal now um, what quality of products we introduce in our product line is a lot of times it's driven by customers the requirements the market but our uh, direction for innovation is that we want to observe and keep analyze the material and innovate in ways how this material can be used and maybe in the future develop machines and develop uh, new ways and technologies of uh, weaving with wicker right so so priyanka i have to bring you back to one more question that question was by harish wangara and he's still not happy with some things which we have not been able to clarify for him so he's asking whether we are going to plant um, do you plan to plant bamboo to make up for the loss of bamboo used as an example so i mean whatever wicker you are using do you plan to do that or what is your other way to uh to offset the carbon emissions i would say so uh firstly um i would like to correct mr harish that uh, my material is rattan and not bamboo both are often confused with each other uh rattan is uh, another reed similar to bamboo but it's a different material altogether now um rattan is generally 
it's a it's a wild plantation and people collect these wild plantation and you know they further process it and create uh, more material so not as yet our production is very small to dwell into uh, going ahead and uh, planting more rattan i don't think we make a big um, impact on the ecology of a place by using the quantum we do uh, but yes in the future with scalability will come the ambition of connecting with communities so we would in fact want to take our manufacturing from a city to different communities where the material is grown and that same material is processed and used by the weavers to create product and the same community is further engaged into plantation so we 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 hope that our project grows a little further to for us to be able to have that larger vision where we are able to contribute to a community and also to the ecology of the place well thank you i do think um, uh, as we move forward and as you grow in the way in the products that you are creating i am very sure you are going to find ways to give back to the to the soil to the plantation and so forth um in the meantime i'd like to remind all our participants that we have floated uh, some short term very interesting short term programs which could be uh, which you would be interested in come and have a look at the programs that are for um, uh, of short duration for people to know specifically in more areas uh there are there's of course the full time program which is the 18 months uh, program as well as there are 3 months program there are scholarships available for people who need them and uh, do feel free to come and look up our website uh, so until then thank you priyanka for uh, your uh, insight into your work uh, some of the techniques you shared have really been very interesting i hope and wish you all the best in continuing this kind of work and continue to share it with all the young budding um, creators as well because that's going to create a whole community of innovators and designers and artists that's what's going to make our life really rich um, around us so thank you once again thank you participants i'll see you again uh, the coming thursday um uh, ma'am i would like to take this opportunity to again thank you back uh for having me here to bringing me in to be a part of your team and uh, it's it's been a great experience and thank you to the team the js team js institute of design team and your office as well since they've all been we have been closely working uh we want to see you back again sometime in future very soon bye bye 